Alrighty. Uh, we had a false alarm, but welcome back. This is another State Out podcast. Uh, we are hoping this is our first visual podcast, so welcome. Uh, my name's Hunter. I'm Eric. My name is Danny. I'm Angel. We got on the guest Carlos X Goat today. We we brought him back to uh, get it right this time. Visually. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's good, everybody? Yes, sir. So once again, <laughs> how, how life, Carlos? <laughs> man, life's good right now, man. I'm blessed. I'm thankful. Thank you guys for having me again. It's yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, exciting, man. But real quick, uh, for the people that were confused by the last title, uh, we're starting a little bit of a, like a series called Party Chat. So that's going to be an episode where we're just kind of not prepared, pretty much. So we're, <laughs> we're walking in and we're fucking having a conversation with each other. That's what Party Chat is, like a like an Xbox Live party or a PS4 type shit online chat. You know, mm-hmm. so it's just going to consist of me, Angel, Danny. Eric and Hunter. Yes, sir. So, on to this episode, Carlos. I mean, what's what's planned, bro? Man, we got... Um... It's a new year. You know, 2023 has been good, I think, to everybody at this table so far. Yeah. Except for being an hour and a half late. <coughs> um, but what's new, man? What's what's going on? Man, a lot's new. This year is going to change a lot of things for us, man. This year is going to set the tone. Um, moving forward, the brand's being uh infrastructed a lot different we're getting a lot more serious we're working as a team um goat hoops is getting rebuilt the right way this time um we're getting really serious about content about behind the scenes content documentation you know Uh, my little brother got the camera in his hand right now so that's another step that we haven't done before but um so that's what that is you guys are doing like a documentary uh it's all just behind the scenes man you feel me because there's a lot of things that we talk about a lot of things that we do and a lot of people don't see that translation so they don't understand yeah all of what goes on it's just kind of story to everybody so it's like no we got to start documenting this you know people want to see the story and they're not going to believe it until they see it so i gotta really kind of just show them because it's still people that don't believe it at this point you know so what kind of content um just documenting it for what like what platforms i guess Man, honestly, it's gonna be for everything. You're gonna start seeing content on Instagram. You're start seeing content a lot more on um, Twitter, TikTok. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> <laughs> TikTok, um, YouTube for sure. YouTube, we got to get back on YouTube, man. I miss being on YouTube. Um, I've, I feel like we just have a lot to to talk about. You feel me? A lot to say. A, a message to kind of portray. Yeah. And I want everyone to understand my message as a whole, outside of the brand, outside of wanting to buy our clothes, like come in and just meet who i am see what i stand for you know because it's really a movement you know yeah yeah so for people that don't know like what's goat to you what is man to you? let's let's address this so goat goes an acronym so i started off with the with the nickname carlos goat uh sophomore year i want to say sophomore year was where it really kind of cemented it started in middle school i changed my name to that um once before that and then changed it back to something else and i don't know something that really came up but it's an acronym now it stands for uh, gambling on all tables so um, we've done a couple of different things from printing um, to the merch, obviously, and then the photography. And then now with the media outside of that, like sports media and all that. And um, there are just a lot of different different um, avenues to go. And really, my biggest message is not only to try and do different things, but to really take it to the highest level. And the only way to do that is to take risks. You feel me? So, mm-hmm. man, we're gamblers. You feel me? And um, it really started as goat merch so that's one thing i want to make clear to everybody like it was really something that i didn't know how i wanted to go how i wanted to take it and then um once i started making the shirts and stuff and every, i was wearing them by myself everyone started seeing them wanting them 
I didn't believe it was going to be much of a, of a big thing. And then um, once people started buying them, it was cool. But then it kind of struck me a bit that I didn't want everybody just wearing my GOAT logo. Because that was a logo I kind of made personal for myself, for my photos. And I was like, how can we make this bigger? Even for my little brother and my family. Like I've said this a, a bunch of times. Like I don't want my little brother wearing my name. I don't want my dad wearing my name. I want it to be something we could all stand for. So mm. we're gamblers, man. You feel me? Because yeah. we're gambling. So let's keep doing this and just push the message forward, you know? Yeah, I feel that. Hell yeah. Yeah, so backtracking to our last podcast, you were saying how you came up, you were playing sports. Then um, you came up, we'll go right around like sophomore year, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, then you began to push it out hard. And then you graduated. And then, then you took on go outside of school. So, like, how did that kind of happen? Um, I think go was something that like because it ga- became a nickname i think sophomore year junior year is when i really started um where i finished my sports chapter of my high school uh situation and then i was like all right i need to uh i need to i don't know i had been so passionate about that that it kind of drove me crazy not being passionate about something and not so much because i wasn't passionate but just finding something to really just put all of my like effort into because i'm just so obsessive at times you know like and it just became all right cool like i have this camera thing luckily um i was getting camera inquiries in my dms before i even quit basketball which is what kind of made me feel more comfortable about it because i was already taking photos people were asking me to take photos for their brands and i was like man i could quit sports um and really just this is realistic because i already had the opportunities some of them and um that's where that started building but outside of that bro goat really took off more in the sports area like actually, and that's not really was my intention, but just going towards sports media that, like I said before, when we were talking before the podcast, like that, that stuff burnt like a wildfire, especially because out here in SoCal, we have so much infrastructure in the basketball politic game, especially like in LA and all that. Like yeah. there's a lot of structure out there with Adidas basketball, with Compton magic, with uh, yeah. Cali rebels, all those teams out there, like those are the main teams, but they have so much infrastructure there with the Adidas program to where they bring high rated players in and just being around those players and being at those tournaments will, will bring so many opportunities to you within the first year, two years, I was already getting flown out on trips, going to paid uh, hotels and doing all that just because of the infrastructure. And if you're good and you're passionate about it, people will take you in because it's just so much going on that they, everyone wants the light on them. You feel yeah. me? How old are you right there? Flying you on stuff. My first flight, I want to say, was in 2019. 2019. So I think was junior year. Junior year was like, man, like that was a big moment for me when I was like, okay, cool. We could actually, I could actually get flown somewhere. You feel me? And I was like, all right, cool. I could, couldn't even check into my own hotel room. I couldn't check in <laughs> no, my own car. Crazy. I couldn't do none of that. So I was, but thankfully, I was with a, a program that really. Uh, took care of me like they really like with the Cali Rebels program they really took care of me and um, just getting that connection through through being in the city was kind of crazy but they really they really took me under their arms and for a lot of people that don't know like I connected to them through um, someone named Hornsby which actually worked for the school district and he was worked at my middle school as a supervisor and then when I transferred to Patriot um, he actually transferred over as well under Mr. Owens and uh, I knew Mr. Owens in middle school too because he was my principal in middle school. Mm-hmm. So when they were, when I was graduating that or promoting, they were all getting ready to go to Patreon. I didn't know. And so when I showed up at Patreon my first year, I didn't know anybody. But then I don't know where I recognized the principal and I recognized 
a couple, I think it was like two or three supervisors he took with him. And um, it was crazy because Owens actually had a big hand in a lot of the basketball stuff. And his son played for the program that I was working for too. So it's just a lot of weird connections, but that's definitely where GOAT took off first. And then the kids in that area were the ones that hyped up everything after that. You feel me? Outside of just being at at school, you feel me? So what was your intention? Oh, that's a good one. So I think my intention always from even sports was just trying to find a way out. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, I need a way out. You feel me? Like I can't keep doing this. A lot of people don't know, but my older brother's actually – um, he's been locked up for almost 10 years now. So, and this is the one of the, the first time I'm saying this on any type of platform. So, um, seeing that and just understanding what certain things will lead you to, it just takes you to a certain mentality of just understanding that didn't work out for him. I saw that. I understood that. I thought that was okay. And then switching it to, okay, no, that's not going to end. I'm going to end up there if I keep doing that type of stuff. So let me just figure out myself and, let me see how I can make a way out. So then I embedded myself in sports, keeping me out of trouble. And um, after that, that was where I really put my love and my passion at. And then once that wasn't going to work out for me, it was like, okay, cool. But I got to find another avenue. Like, I just, I can't be stuck sitting mm. somewhere. You feel me? Like, I just, I need to find a way to progress in some form. And photography just came and really took me in. And it was like, all right, man, like, it's a blessing the way this is working out, and I just got to keep seeing how far I can take it. You feel me? Yeah, pretty cool. You were saying too how um before the podcast, how you were saying how you got these chances because like you took a risk and like you met the right people. So like, what people did you meet along the way to get you to to the point where you're at now? Ooh, it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of good names, and I I don't want to leave anybody out. But off the top, for sure, like I said before, Hornsby was like one person that really took me under his wing and put me in the game as far as basketball. Um, so many names. Uh, Sean Joseph from quarterfinal. He's someone that took me in as one of the first brands that were really taking me serious. They're doing a lot of big shit now. They're in, they're in a uh, sneaker con. They're in complex uh, certain situations. They're out in LA. They're doing a lot of stuff with the brand. Their page has blown up since then. Um, people like, uh, Man, I can't even name. Jimmy Waters is someone that really took me under his wing. We did about five or six videos that are still on his YouTube right now. Uh, he's a, a Riverside native, um, an artist that has kind of found his own buzz right now and is pushing. Um, City James is another big one that I have I mentioned on another podcast earlier last week. He's someone that um, is still showing me the ropes right now, like just being around him and absorbing his energy and, and really taking that under under a really, really deep telescope and just understanding things for what they are, understanding the game and and, and seeing how he moves. Um, man, there's so many. It's just, it's hard to address everybody, but yeah, I just want to say like, I've met a lot of people that I feel like sometimes I'm, I don't even feel like I should be meeting at the time. And it's such a surreal moment, but it's like, I got to take that in. Like just last week, I was telling everybody off, off camera that I met one of my biggest idols that I've been looking up to since, 2012 bro like someone um that i've been looking at all his photos all his work and someone that really brought me a lot of inspiration um his name is george panici and he's been working with uh, nipsey hustle for a long time and just even being able to meet him under whatever circumstance that was and be able to talk to him face to face like those are moments that really make you step back and and gain perspective on 
what work can really do, you know, because sometimes you feel like you don't got any other option or any other route in front of you. And um, life will just was just amaze you sometimes, you know, it'll just wake you up and, and show you that, like, no, you have to stay consistent and and you'll you'll be able to enjoy those fruits of your labor. Just don't get lazy. You feel me? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, a lot of a lot of good people, a lot of people, man. That's pretty cool. I saw too, like you posted maybe like a month ago. Uh, you were shooting for Bino. How'd that <laughs> yeah. happen? Oh, that's a crazy story. That was a big one too, man. Bino, like I said, that whole camp, man, like the whole Almanian camp, their their camp they are going on. Um, people that I look up to, man. People that are I know that are local and that I know that that aren't as too far away from me. But how do you get in reach with them? You know, and um. That situation actually came off of a crazy uh, connection that I made with Coop Corleone, which is actually his artist that he signed. Um, me and him have been going back and forth for a couple of months. Like I had been texting him, shouting him out. He's been dropping songs. I'll, I'll post it like just straight off of love. I didn't even know the dude, you know, and uh, within time, like people catch on. They see the same name and they start tapping in like, oh, yeah, like, bro, appreciate the love, uh, bro, this and that. And then. Um, I, f I forgot the exact weekend, but they were at James Harden house. It was Bino, Coop, and then a couple of their LA friends. And they were at James Harden's house for the weekend. And it was crazy because, like, they were posting that they were out there with him. And um, he's from LA. So it's like they're all connected. You feel me? But then that weekend they came back, the, the beginning of the week, they had posted, um, Coop had posted, doing a video with Bino, Nisa Models, tap in. And they said it was in LA. I was like, what the hell? Like, this is crazy. And I had seen in the middle of the day, it was probably like, Honestly, it was probably like 1130 and um, the video was at one o'clock and it was in L.A. I tapped in like, hey, I'm not a model, but let me let me come through and take some photos. And they were and then he takes me back like literally 15 minutes later, like, bro, if you want to pull up, da, 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 here's the address. Be here by 130. And I was like, what the hell is about to be 12? Like, I don't got no time to get ready. Like, as in L.A., I got to look it up. It's like two hours away. Like, oh. you feel me? Like, it's crazy. Right. Somehow I pulled it off, bro. I got there like. I think like 20 minutes late, um, just booming through traffic. And luckily everything was running behind. So then I got there, um, waited like 15, 20 minutes. Bino and them got there. I said, what's up to them? Introduced myself. And then from there, I just started taking photos, man. And they were really fucking with me that day. And it was really cool to be able to like break it down because I didn't get my own moment with Bino for a minute until they actually had a, a break in between. And I had to go outside in the back of the building. And there was like, literally, I'm not even playing like, 50 dudes out there just guarding him smoking blunts doing all yeah. that like but they're just guarding him and you know these guys just have the meanest mugs you feel me and i was like all right where's bino and they're like he's in the back like he's smoking or whatever and i was like i'm gonna go back there and try to get some photos and everyone was like nah don't do that like yeah. there's a lot of dudes back there you don't want to do that and i walked to the back as soon as i opened the door everyone's just dogging me i'm like <laughs> oh man so i'm walking by like shaking my head like thank you thank you excuse me excuse me everyone's just dogging me like who's this dude I go up to Bino. I'm like, hey, man, like, um, I'm a photographer. I'm trying to get some photos of you. Like, would you mind? And he was like, hell yeah, come through. And then everyone kind of eased off of me. And then I actually got to talk to him for like 20 minutes. And we chopped it up. I told him about listening to him and No Pressure, uh, him and Nip's album every single yeah. day. And he was like, bro, that's so love. Like, and then I showed him my Instagram. And he was like, bro, I be seeing your shit. Like, I'm going to tap in with you. You feel me? And then that was another one that really was like, man, like I listen to him every single day. If you guys go on my lives on my Instagram right now, like I bet you three or four of the, all the lives I posted have Bino and Nipsey's album on it. Like yeah. every single time I go live, I play that album. Yeah. So it's like, it's crazy to be able to meet those types of people, man. 
Dude, that's dope. Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty cool. That's a gamble in itself. I think about it. I mean, you're two hours away. You got an hour and a half to get there. Show up 20 minutes late, and he's still taking you in, you know? So it's all about the opportunities that you're taking on yourself. You're gambling on yourself, you know? And then walking through everybody that's mean mugging you. <laughs> yeah. People on earth don't do that shit. That's and crazy. Just, you know, excuse me. Move the fuck out of my way. I need to take some pictures, you know? It's scary, man. It was scary. But it's like, bro, I thought about it like, man, I might never, ever meet this person ever again or ever be put in the same position with this person. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I don't do this, I'm going to be so mad because literally like, and this is funny because even with this story about uh, meeting George Benice, when I met him, it was just another situation that was like, literally like, it was 10 o'clock. He said, be here by 1130. It was in fucking Watts. I had to drive from Herba Valley to Watts. Traffic was crazy, middle of the day. And it was like, and I got there a little bit late and he was running late. So and then it's like, what's going on? You feel me? But like those two situations are so random. And they were like one of the biggest, some of the biggest moments that I've had within the last year. You feel me? Yeah. So it's like, just always be ready. You feel me? And never turn down an opportunity because you feel belittled for having to reach in for it. You feel me? Like, Closed mouths never get fed. And I realized that, like, you can't be that cool person that's just like, I'll wait for the time to come. You feel me? Like, you have to you have to put your hand in that bucket and see if you get that opportunity, you know? Yeah. And, like, with George, bro, you could look up his page right now. He has over 100,000 followers. And he posted on his thing, like, hey, I'm in Watts with some free time who's trying to grab lunch. And I reply to that. He has a blue check and 100,000. I'm not expecting he's going to reply to me. <laughs> and in 10 minutes, he replies with the address saying, hell yeah, bro, tap in. Like yeah, that's, that's cool. It's like, how has that happened? You yeah. feel me? That, and I had messaged him before because um they, he works still with the marathon and and all mini and all that, and um they have had moments where they post up like, hey, we need the street team tap in the IE cities and all that stuff. Like, send me your information. I'm gonna reach out to you. And I sent him my information a couple times. Then posting that, and he never got back to me. And um just randomly that one day I sent that message, like he got back to me asap. And like it's crazy because another one. You go through the messages, you see the history, you see me tapping in, ask like sending my information, trying to get it. And even though he didn't reply, you feel me? Like just I saw your name pop up randomly. Yeah, like, you feel me? Yeah. Like, and not even just seeing my name, but like that's just like keep shooting, bro. Yeah. Like you're not gonna get it if you don't keep shooting. And you right. can't have that pride, you feel me? Because some people won't get a reply one time and never try it again. Yeah, it probably would have made a difference if he never seen all those like texts that you sent him. Like oh, literally, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them are just like him posting old pictures of him and Nip, and it's like me just replying like, "This is crazy," or like, "Bro, like, you feel me? Like, y'all are inspiration, like shit, like that." Like, yeah, just being genuine, man, and not yeah. being too cool to say what's up. Like, yeah, man, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's cool too, cause like, do like, it's luck too. And when you do get that chance because of luck, like you gotta attack it, and not be scared of it. Oh man, I think everyone gets scared, man. Like, it's it's very nerve wracking. I don't think you're ever gonna get comfortable with putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation i just think that sometimes you're just like fuck i have nothing to lose man or maybe i might have everything to lose but it's worth it you feel me and that's that's the moment of just like how serious are you about it you feel me it's yeah. like you're gonna get tried bro and if you don't try and push back push past these barriers like you're never gonna get there and i seen some shit recently about um i don't know if you guys know who rick rubin is so Rick Rubin's a he's like a a A and R for music, but he does he's considered one of the best best A and Rs in 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 the industry. 
because he just has an ear. Like he's worked with Pharrell, he's worked with a lot of people. And um, I listened to one of his podcasts just recently, and he was talking about the power of idea and and universe. And um, when you have ideas, bro, or when you have moments, or when you have opportunities, like it's very important to understand that this is coming to you for a reason. Like you're being sent this, and everyone has kind of like these little antennas. And you're going to be receiving ideas. And people that receive ideas more often are better at receiving ideas. People that don't receive ideas or don't focus on their ideas as much don't receive ideas or strong enough ideas as often. So when you have an idea or something comes to you and you want to do something and you don't do it, that idea is still in the universe. Mm -hmm. And it's going to hit somebody. And somebody's going to do it. So sometimes I don't know if you have ever had that moment of like, you have an idea of something you want to do, and out of nowhere, you don't do anything. And a month later, you see somebody else that did that same thing. Yeah. It's like, bro, I wanted to do that. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Like, he was explaining how, like, bro, that's just the universe. Like, you're going to be sent ideas. And if you don't practice making those ideas come to reality, people are going to pick up on those ideas. And it's yeah. not because they stole your idea, but it's because that idea was ready to come to life. And you never put that power in to really manifest it, you know? Yeah. So sometimes, bro, like, when opportunities come to you, just understand, like, you gotta take them. I got to take this opportunity because if I don't take it, somebody's going to take it. You feel me? Yeah. And that's, like, that's the craziest moment because you're going to be regrets worse than than failure. Yeah, like, I was going to ask you. feel me? Like, was, so, there a shot, was there a shot you regret not taking? Oh, man. Yeah, bro, there's shots every single day that I don't take. And it's probably because I'm an overthinker. So, like, I'm one of those people that, like, people will see that I don't drop or don't come out for two, three months at a time. And it's probably because I'm overthinking my next spot, my next situation, my next uh, idea. But I think, yeah, man, there's so many shots I, I feel like I should have taken. Like, even with um, Go Hoops, bro. Like I said, I'm rebuilding Go Hoops right now. I was out of Go Hoops for about a year and a half to two years, and I was already like, man, I'm over this. Like, I'm not doing this no more, especially because I, I had just gotten out of sports. So I was like, man, I'm the same age as all these kids. I'm still in gyms every weekend. Like, why? Like, you feel me? And these kids are living my dream. I don't want to be here. You feel me? Like, and it got me so rebellious about it. And just my exit was kind of weird. But, bro, that was the biggest blessing in the skies. And I'm not realizing that until now. And like I said, I could have built for the last two years, but I took some time off. And now, like, just getting back on that page and do, even doing just a couple posts I've made, like, I've realized how much of a community I've had. And it's like, bro, I should have just been catering to this the whole time because this would have been probably way bigger than it would have been right now. You feel me? And at the time I was working, I was already connected with uh, Ball's Life and Beach City Hoops. Which yeah. are two of the, yeah. the the best media platforms out here for yeah. basketball in yeah. in this area? You feel me? Yeah. Like I was already working hand in hand with Speed City Hoops. I had already done the Balls Life All American Junior All American Camp. I was a part of the media squad for three and a half to four years straight. Um, with Balls Life, I was doing. Uh, I did a couple events with B City Hoops, and it's like those are big names. You feel me? And to see my, 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 some of my clips and stuff that I shoot for them to end up on that page that has 2 million followers or a page that has, you know, like when they have those big numbers, it's like, man, like I was right there. You feel me? Yeah. And then it's like now rebuilding because I took two years off is like shit. Cause I still have like beginning of the year, I still got a message um, saying like, Hey, there's this big tournament. I need to squat that it is one of the dudes I used to work with. And it's like, Man, that's crazy because I remember he was working under me for his first tournament, and now he's working with Beach City Hoops, and he's on their squad. So it's like, 
man, like you feel me? So many opportunities yeah. just pass yeah, up. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of players that I was working with at the time that now are either really in the deep college or some of them even got drafted. So it's like seeing those those situations happen and be like, damn, I took pictures of you three, four years ago and now you're in the NBA. Yeah. Like you feel me? Like I was right there. You feel me? And then I just quit. So it was like, man, it's a lot. Now that you're getting back into it, is there like, um, like do you do you struggle with some of the stuff you go through or yeah. go, do? And what are you doing differently yeah. to like overcome these new obstacles that you didn't have before? Um, a lot of obstacles, man. Just even in life, there's a lot of obstacles, a lot of growth. You feel me? But I think that's one thing that is always going to help is just experience. I think my biggest obstacle right now to answer your question first is that um. I'm approaching I'm approaching the whole thing differently because before it was really just like freelancing. So yeah. it was like, okay, cool. Like let me just post up who has a game this week. Tap in. It'll be someone from Long Beach High School tapping in for Monday. It'll be someone from a school in Irvine tapping in for Tuesday. It'll be a school from San Bernardino for Wednesday. And then it'll be back to Irvine on Friday. And then freelancing is just very stressful. But one thing that I think a lot is that I made connections in that space already so that now that I'm kind of diving back into it, I got really lucky with an opportunity um, for the last two seasons that I did it to be able to do long-term contracts with the same team. So um, right now, a lot of people don't know, but I'm finishing up a, 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 a organized deal with Moreno Valley basketball, the girls basketball team out there at Moreno Valley High School. I covered their whole program um, for all their games. So basically their whole season, I was at every single game. Um, in the exception so these last two that happened this last week but i was there i filmed all the games do highlight tapes all that stuff and just cover the team you feel me get them media coverage um, a lot of people don't know i was a media director i was on the board of directors as a media director for a school in um, inglewood called icp academy um, i was there for a year and a half doing all their media direction and their shit for all their um, basketball players for their teams so I think that's one thing that I really shifted into where I was like, okay, the smart way to do this is to go long-term and build a relationship with the program, especially because the money's uh, uh, a lot, I don't want to say a lot better, but it's more stable. The schedule's more stable. You can yeah. have a schedule put together. You feel me? You're not building a schedule every week and a half. Yeah. So it's like, that. that's definitely somewhere I'm taking that, the whole go- hoops thing. Um, and to answer your question, the obstacles, man. Um, obstacle, I think, mainly is just time. Time is is crazy because, uh, like, I was just talking to Danny about this. Like, I had a, I just did a seasonal these last couple months, and um, that's such a grind. But but just because we're so into and so motivated to keep upping the quality of all the clothes, and clothes get fashion gets expensive. You feel mm-hmm. me? So I picked up a seasonal um, these last couple months, and bro, that really showed me how far I could stretch time. Like, okay, like I'm working from six p.m. to six a.m. We're doing that for four days out of the week. And then I have kind of like a half day where I'm kind of like a bender. And then I have another day and a half to where I can just go and do whatever I need to do. Go to L.A., uh, book shoots, uh, do whatever I got to do between that those two days of the weekend. And then go straight back to having to work every single night. So I think time is just the obstacle of trying to understand it. But now that I'm kind of playing with it more, it's like. Man, you could get so much done in a week if you really understand it. You yeah. feel me? And not just that, but still trying to balance family time. That shit's stressful. Yeah. But, yeah. man, I think uh, just getting better with that and balance. You feel me? That's my biggest obstacle. That's a good thing, too, dude. Like, we're so young. And so we have a time when, like, you're 
realizing too that for the, those past couple of years, like you could have been shooting for teams, but you took time off. But us being so young and like you realize that you could have been doing that the whole time. So just going back into it, you know, just don't have no regrets behind it. And bro, like where you're at now, do like you're in the room with, with these rappers and stuff like that. And you're 20 years old. Just imagine in five years where you'll be at. <laughs> bro, it's. I think, yeah, no, for sure. That shit's that's crazy to think about, bro. And I think right now my main thing is just focusing on. I've, I've, I've built some type of rapport for myself. And I think right now is like, if I'm going to build this brand and I'm going to do everything the way I, I, I said I'm going to do it. Oh, excuse me. Um, I have to give myself, I'm looking at everything right now within 10 years. So yeah, even Long though I'm, I'm five, five, four years into it, whatever you guys want to say uh, from when I actually started all this, I feel like I'm barely really starting this right now. You feel yeah. me? And like with the brand, we just established the actual brand um, as a whole about two years ago. So I think it's about to be another six years until we even get off the, the ground with with connecting with everyone around here. You feel me? And I'm trying to like honestly really dive into the community and really take over in a sense the city. Yeah. And not in a way of like me being the biggest person or whatever, but like I want everyone in the city to understand what we what we got going on. And I want everyone to really understand the movement, even if they don't want to be a part of it. Just I want to be able to get in front of everyone's faces, you know, because not everyone's going to like it. But the plan is just to let everyone understand what we're doing and trying to build a better a better image for the people that are coming up. You feel me? Because I know coming up, especially with my little brother and my little cousin being there um, in my life, I want to set an example for for them. I want to set an example for even just people around me my age. You feel me? Like it doesn't. It doesn't cost nothing to be that. that. You're good. You're good. Fine. <laughs> for sure what you thinking um, it's still recording right now so if y'all want to keep going we can what do you mean what's it tweaking it's windy huh yeah. it just started kicking up right now too i keep hearing it it's freaking me out but we're good, yeah, you're good. <clears throat> my fault no yeah, you're good you're good you're good um basically just saying that it doesn't cost nothing to be uh to be that that the light you feel me or just even try to be someone that just motivates people yeah there's a lot of unmotivated people especially in and where i grew up in rubido i feel like it, it hits a lot more personal when you come around those areas and you grow up in those areas and you just see a lot of a lot of people in situations that they can't really do anything about because of the situations they've been blessed to be in and it's like a lot of these people don't even have aspirations to move out of this because they don't see anything beyond that. Yeah. You know? And it's like, man. That's all they like, see. That's hard. It's like, yeah, it's hard. And then just, just being like, man, like I remember when I first started talking about um, making a brand or even just being a photographer, I feel like a lot of people look at it like almost kind of like being an actor or being big in Hollywood. It's like, I want to be a photographer. And it's like, oh, yeah, good, good luck with that. Like, we'll see what happens with this and that. And it's like, no, like. This shit's really possible, bro. Like, L.A. is really an hour away. Like, it's not, you feel me, untouchable. But it's like, yeah. because they make it so fantasized, it's like, it's all smoke and mirrors, yeah. bro. It's all accessible. You can be there. You feel me? It's just. Yeah. How do you balance goat hoops with your brand? I think, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, okay, so a lot of my brands, uh, they're definitely all linked together with the whole goat theme. 
But I think my biggest uh, tool within building my brands is making, I guess you could say me or or the, the movement bigger than anything. And not just that, but I feel like the, the way that I wanted to structure everything was to make my lifestyle some type of a job. Yeah, I get you. So, so you're using goat as your brand. So, like when you go to shoot for goat hoops, you're you're the brand essentially. And then if you go shoot for for a video, you're the brand also. So, is that how you like you're trying to carry it as like you being the whole brand? Um, I think right now, just because of how I've had to structure with my with my uh. Because I'm obviously the face of it, okay? So, like, yeah. the I I started, you feel me? I started moving it. I'm under the CEO label, you feel me? So, I'm someone that has to talk a lot and, like, yeah. explain and, and, and show it. what's going on with, with what we got going on. But I think mainly it's really just taking that movement with us no matter what, you feel me? And I think no matter where we're tapping into, what area we're in, it's like that's the name of the game. We're literally just in different lanes and we're taking these risks and you see me out here just working you feel me so i think overall it's just like it's just a message you feel me yeah. like it's tied to my name and it's tied to my face but at the end of the day i just want to stand for something bigger you feel me yeah what keeps you going Ooh. to like keep going each I'll day be out you, there to be 100 percent real with you bro it's 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 my family man like period like i can't Man, like sometimes I mean I'm gonna be a thousand percent real and uncensored here, but sometimes it really just be like, man, there's no you just get tired, you feel me? And then you question a lot, you you doubt a lot. But I think at the end of the day, it's like the main messages that I have just for me in general is just one, like I said, being that light to not only my family, but to whoever wants or needs someone else to look up to. And then on top of that, just trying to get my situation a little better and that comes with everybody around me you know so definitely my family and then just anybody else who look up to me you know because yeah. um i feel like I, I you carry that weight you carry that that responsibility in a way especially when you present yourself as someone that that is trying to make a change there's definitely a lot more because you kind of just signed yourself up for being a model to a lot of people yeah. you know and it's like I've gone through my situations where I don't know how to handle that. But at the end of the day, I'm just like, man, like, it, it's not that I'm trying to put up a facade. I'm really somebody that's trying to help and, and really care about a lot of people. It's just yeah. doing it and maintaining my level of sanity. You feel me? Because, yeah. like I said, I'm doing it for my family, man. Like, I want them to, to be taken care of. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, like, same to you. It's, it's, like, hard to push each day, you know, you know, just... You wake up, you're like, fuck, dude, I have to go to work. I have to, you know, <laughs> go with the gym when I don't want to. It's just, you got to push through it. That's a hard thing, too. And I feel like for me, my ultimate purpose is for my family, too, you know, to get them to the point where, like, they don't have to work anymore. So I feel that, too. That's real, man. That's real. You have something to carry you through those, like, thoughts, like something you do? Carries me? The photography? Oh, yeah, actually, you know what? I still catch myself a lot um, wanting to play basketball, wanting to get into that sport again, you feel me? But um, one thing that I've definitely found that helps me that I, I don't understand why I stopped doing was working out. Like, because of the whole sports aspect of it, it's like 
you don't realize how important it is or you don't know how essential that is to your life until you stop doing it and that shit fucks with your mental health yeah, it fucks with it your helps weight with a lot with stress fucks with everything you feel anxiety me? and it's so it's like man like just making time to do that even if it's within the moments that i'm actually working at the desk and i have my moments where like my videos are exporting and they're loading and sometimes it could take five to ten minutes and even if it's not that long bro i'll drop and do about 10 15 push-ups i'll do you feel me and i'm knocking out yeah. two three videos a day so it's like i'll drop and do those push-ups or like even just between my time before I shower, you feel me? Doing a couple pushes, doing a couple sit-ups, stuff like that. Like, just little things, man. Um, watching what I put in my body a lot more, you feel me? I still have my moments where I'll just kind of be, like, not giving a fuck and just not having time. But really just, just trying to make better changes in my lifestyle without okay. having to change things I do. You feel me? Just, like, how can I add this and help myself a little bit? Um, but other than that, really just trying to stay in contact with my family, man. Yeah, I think being in constant contact is like crazy because you can feel very quickly that you're alone on an island when you're on a completely opposite schedule as everyone and yeah. you don't speak to anybody for days at a time. That shit really loses you sometimes. And even if it, it's hard because you have tough relationships with your family, like that's something that I can I can attest to where like you might be arguing or you might be. Yeah, whatever the case may be, man. And that shit makes it harder on you because emotionally that distracts you while you're working, you know? And um, just always understanding that it's bigger than that, trying to keep everyone together and, and maintain connection with your people, man. Even if it's not your family, even if it's your best friend, even if it's your, like, my little brother, my my little cousin, like, they go to school together, but, and they see each other, they have classes together, but I might go a week at a time not talking to them. And then it's like, What's going on with the brand? What's this? What's that? And it's like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so lost in what I'm doing. You feel me? Like, it's yeah. such a schedule. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot. Do you yeah. have, like, a um, like a fear of anything? Going like, broke. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, no, that's a big one. But I think my biggest fear is, um, my biggest fear, bro, is probably really, honestly, besides going broke, because that's always probably everyone's biggest fear, is, um, just losing myself, bro. Bro, that's so true too. Like I thought that too, bro. I'm like my fair dude is like not caring anymore and just like just saying like fuck it, dude. Like I don't care about my my health no more, about money no more. Just like fucking just saying fuck his hair, everything. Yeah, bro. That, that's yeah. a big ass fear though. You hit sure. you hit those moments, bro. I've been through those moments a couple of times. It's just like like I said, it's not not. I call it just misalignment. You feel me? Just not being aligned with what your original quest was and then just losing that, losing track of that, not seeing the importance of it. But I think, man, like, I think that goes hand in hand with really trying to stay connected with your family. And I think my biggest fear is really losing my connection with, with the people that I really care about, people that care about me most. Because I realized, like, beyond the money, bro, like, I came up on money for myself fairly early. I've always been trying to make money somehow like i was that kid in third grade that was selling candy you feel me like and i always remember that i was the first kid in the school at that age that was like really doing that on the basketball court selling lollipops and all that crazy you know that that stuff and it was like i always wanted the money and the money always made me feel safe but once i hit a certain point and i was getting uh more money than i had ever thought and i was still in school it gave me this head you feel me yeah. It was like, man, like, what? You feel me? Like, I'm yeah. trying to get up out of here. I even asked my dad to, to drop out. He was like, nope, that's not happening. You're finishing school. Like, I need to see you walk that board or that stage. Still didn't do it, but you feel me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did that, so we all did it. <laughs> no, we didn't do that shit, oh, but 
Man, I think that's that's for sure. Like just losing track of myself again. You feel me? Because I did yeah. lose. I, li- I lost track of myself a little bit. Man, during COVID. Or... Yeah, bro. Actually, at that time, I I partnered with a real estate uh real estate firm that was doing a lot of buying houses, a lot of fixing houses, and flipping them. And even like Airbnbs, they had a list of Airbnbs themselves. And uh, me working with them actually was crazy because I bumped into them through the basketball situations. It was one of the dads from the basketball program. <laughs> Like, bro, I got some bread. I'm trying to buy some houses. What's up? You're trying to help me film this. And, like, you feel me? I need photos. I need to put them up on, on all these. Like, you feel me? Yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. Let's do it. And he was like, yeah, come on, youngin. Like, we're going to make this bread together. <laughs> so I was like, all right, bet. So then we go. I help him with like two or three projects. And those projects were different because those projects were percentage wise. They weren't, okay, how much you need up front? It was like, hey, if, let's discuss this. It's like a three month project come in do this i'll give you money for gas here and there but once we sell the house or once we flip it or whatever then you'll get your cut yeah and i never knew what cut money was like at that point so then when they're making when they're buying a house for for 350 and they're selling it for 420 and i get a cut of that money and that's that's thousands you feel me and it's like that's crazy you feel me and (laughs) i'm still going to school every day and i'm still you feel me and it's like Oh yeah, and then that's when you hit those points of like, you get that big head, and then you start yeah. looking at everything different, and then people start asking you for money, and you understand what that's about, and you're still trying to be nice to everyone, and you just get lost, bro. Your relationships change. You yeah. feel me? Like, I don't know, man. But I'm thankful I went through that though, because if I didn't go through that right now, I wouldn't be as stable as I am. I would have be going crazy right now. You feel me? Because right now I understand the value of like having right. money in your bank account yeah. and not. Where like I used to be that person before because I was still in high school and I wasn't old enough to have a cash app or a Venmo, but I still had those accounts. I was that person that got sent four hundred bucks for a weekend of shooting, and then I go fucking cash it out and pull out the ATM because I'm scared the IRS didn't come get me because I'm not old <laughs> enough. You feel me? Yeah. So all my money was cash, but it's like now it's like okay, I can have money in the bank account. I can have money cash. Like I have. We need to have safety fund. We need to have. Yeah. You feel me? Like let's invest in this now. You feel me? Let's buy these bunch let's buy this bunch of shirts let's buy a bunch of hoodies it's like it just gave me a lot more focus mentally yeah. and financially yeah yeah bro same here because like when i started working my junior year like um i'd be making maybe like 300 bucks every two weeks i'm like oh cool got some money to buy for shoes some clothes and then senior year came around and then um my friend was like dude like there's college coming up you guys should save for college. They're like, nah. And then she's like, well, you better start saving because it's not cheap. I was like, yeah, fuck, you're right. So then I started saving. And then um, thankfully, I had FAFSA. So um, so I was going free. So at that time during COVID, I had some breast stacked up. So then I bought my car cash. And then from there, like, I got into the, that mindset of investing and stuff like that. So it's kind of good that I went through that phase. And like now that, I realized that there's a a bigger picture of like trying to be stable financially, thinking long term, trying to buy you know houses, um, you know, shit like that. So I'm glad too that I went through that phase. How do you how do you think that affected you buying your car cash? How it affected me? That's a feeling I've, I still I haven't. Bro, felt, like me? I think deep down, I just don't like debt, dude. Because like growing up, I saw my parents, you know, struggle financially and like them being like afraid of debt 
So, so when um, I grew up, I just thought to buy things cash. Like even now, do like I have no debt at all, no no car loan. I have credit cards, but I pay them off each month. So I'm just fucking scared of debt. But but now I learned what's good debt and bad debt. So now if I do have debt, yeah, it's for a house. So yeah, no, it's all a system, man. It's crazy yeah. to think about. Literally, you have to understand how they play these games, bro. Yeah, bro. It's wild. But man, even just seeing like um. Even seeing my homies run their production companies and stuff and seeing all the equipment they use and seeing all the people on set, seeing everyone coming in to do a specific job and everyone gets paid and this whole thing is is branched out of a business. How do you run this? How do you how do you maintain all this equipment? How do you how do you maintain these schedules? How do you do all this and do that? And it's like whether you like it or not, it's really all like renting. It's really all uh, uh leasing certain things paying people off a salary and it's like that kind of all circles back down to debt if you think about it because yeah. you got to like put money up you got to play with the money you got to be able to have uh the money to to save these it's just like man it's seeing how like they don't own these 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 twenty thousand dollar cameras yeah but they're charging their people the budget as if they did own it with enough budget to be able to rent all this professional equipment yeah. So they're literally just operating this machinery for the day and they're getting paid this fat check and then they go return everything back to the rental house. They're the middleman. So it's Actually. like, bro, but I mean, they still have to go to school to learn how to operate this equipment. It's just they know how to operate the system to where, hey, it's going to be this much and that price is already including all the equipment they need yeah. for the exact rental that they need it for. And it's like, that's really playing with debt. For me, that's yeah. like playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. You feel me? Like, yeah. It's crazy, man. Like, I don't know. Y'all play smart, though. That's for sure. Money's, yeah. fucking, <clears throat> money's fucking stupid. I'm so tired of it. Yeah, I Like, this piece of paper with a face on it that's colored light green is on this planet for power. That's all it is. It's just, it's a power scheme. Power and stability. It's a crazy angle. I like that. It is. We give it value, though. That's the thing. I like it, though. I like it. doesn't it. matter if... We, we give it value then as power. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's That's kind of it's, it's, it's kind of fucked since up. The beginning of time. No, not since the beginning it's, of time. It's, Just recently it's has power. Money was other crops. Power no, I think before I, the dollar. I think power is evil. Because like people want power. I saw what people are. People are greedy, they want more and more. Because we gave the dollar value. People want more and more of the dollar because we, we give it that value. Mm. Oh, no, it's deep. It's deep. <laughs> I just think it's crazy, man. They be printing so much money every day, bro. It's kind of wild. Bro, that's crazy how we what? they print it and we work for it. That's fucking deep. That's deep. <laughs> that's, deep. <laughs> that's hilarious. So they print I it and work like, for fuck. it. <laughs> right. Bro, that's, that's a bar right there. That's a bar. Shit, man, it's crazy. Thirty-one trillion dollars in debt. You, myself, thirty-three Angel, trillion. You, Eric, Isaiah, and Jose. We all are ninety-four thousand dollars in debt right now. We're gonna turn this corner. This is funny. Wait, <laughs> who's crazy? Who said? Who said? I'm no, in we're in. No, he's talking about us as a as a as a country. As a US, we're, yeah, yeah, we're in we're in debt. But I also yeah. just seen some shit to go to go <laughs> See, into the. He really he is said, scared. Uh, of me. He said, huh? <laughs> who said I'm in debt? <laughs> 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 I'll really be there. Uh, huh? 
Man, talking about that though, it's crazy to 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 see. I was looking into some stuff and I was reading about the whole Ukraine situation that we're in right now, and um, how we're scared of Russia coming after us because of the whole situation of us quote unquote aiding Ukraine within their situation. But I also just read or um, just heard on a podcast that it's crazy. But the 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 situation we have going on with them, we kind of structured that whole situation, kind of how we structured World War Two. Um, we're doing the we're doing the lend lease thing with them. So basically, what we're doing as the United States is we're working with Ukraine, and when they are getting literally fucked, we're Great. sending them we're sending them any. <laughs> that's a crazy word. We're sending them into we're sending them whatever equipment they want, whatever missile, whatever tank, whatever guns, with whatever bullets. But basically, every time they use them, they're ranking up a bill. Yeah. So. Like we're saying, money and power. We're basically giving them all the tools they need to put themselves into billions of dollars into debt for this war. And once they lose, they're gonna be stuck in this negative balance with the United States for once power. Once they lose, they're dead though. <laughs> oh, There's not Ukraine. Like and crazy. it's crazy because I thought US was kind of working with them. So I'm like, shit, we're gonna get screwed because Russia's gonna come for us. When in reality, they just did a deal to kind of put them into debt. So if United States needs anything, we could just use Ukraine for because they're so in debt for but us. They need too. to work with us, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Ukraine in general, though, bro, they have hella resources, bro. Like, they have a lot of wheat. So, like, wheat turns into bread, you know? And we need the food. So, <laughs> it all comes down to the bread. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I was yeah. seeing today something about Putin said um, if Ukraine wins the war from us helping ukraine out that russia is going to come after us afterwards and but like it just doesn't add up because if they lose they're obviously weak at that point they're just coming after <laughs> us right yeah. and then biden i guess is sending 31 tanks to ukraine he said that a couple days ago yeah i saw that 31 tanks bro i saw the the u.s general had commented that we might be going to war in 2025, too. That's a scary fucking thought. I don't know if we can say this, but get strapped up. True. Get strapped I agree. Up. I'll be in Cabo. <laughs> I'll be in Canada where nobody <laughs> nah, fights. He said I'll be in Cabo. Nah, Man, but further. I go. Well, going back to your brand, like. <laughs> what the fuck, Dude, man? fuck the war, bro. <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk. let's talk. What do you have planned for the year? I saw that you're dropping something on the third. Yes, bro. This Friday we're coming up. We're dropping these jackets, actually, bro. So we got these windbreakers coming in. Yes, sir. Uh, these Coach Varsity jackets. This is going to be the second installment to our winter season, man. This is going to be our first season of the brand uh, officially. And then after this, we got spring coming up. Uh, after spring, we got uh, fall. After fall, we got winter. Winter's going to be the next one. It's going to be one of the biggest ones that I got planned out already for this next year because this winter I wanted to do full-on suits and, and full-on outfits. But I wasn't able to get to it, so this is our second piece this time. But understand that every drop coming on from now on, we're going to be doing accessories, but we're also going to be doing full-on outfits. So we got those planned out, bro. We got some little shirts and stuff we're going to drop here and there for certain occasions. But as far as right now, man, we got one drop every single season coming up for this year. And then from there on, bro, we're just going to perfect this whole little uh, system we got coming on, and we're hopefully going to be able to multiply that for year and year coming after that you know 
um, as far as the 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 company of uh, Goat Hoops, we're going to be building a team next year. So we're going to have an actual in-house team with hopefully an editor. Uh, we're looking for three or four more videographers to be able to get our reach more out in the in the areas. Um, Goat Media, uh, we're going to start looking at that a lot more deeper now because we have another photographer and another videographer on set. Um, we got uh, my best friend, my childhood best friend, my manager, Vincent. He's going to start helping out with all the managing aspects of booking me possibly even booking other people that want to work for us um man it's a lot of big moves you feel me it's a lot more just being more serious about it you know so for sure this next year is gonna be a huge one bro and everyone knows that because i got the stay dialed on here bro we gotta take care of these people so you guys are gonna see stay dialed and some new uh gambler shit hopefully and a lot more new uh new drops before they come out you're gonna see a lot more getting debuted now they got video up here they got my man Zay behind the behind the camera producing yes, now. Yeah, Shit's yeah. coming up with Stay Dialed. You feel <laughs> me? So, man. No, it's for sure. Here, though, for sure, dude. It's going to yeah. be a fire year. I'm telling you, man. It's it's up from here, bro. And I'm, I'm glad you guys got this shit situated a little more. You yeah, feel me? Bro. Things are starting to move up. You know, the whole background going up right yeah, here. Yeah, bro, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, with these cameras too, dude. Like, we'll, we'll be doing shorts now. Clips on TikTok. Reels. Like, that's going to blow us up even more. Yeah, we got to do a shirtless so, podcast. Bro. No. Uh, <laughs> we need the but visuals. You're, you're sitting on no. your head so they can see your ass. Oh. oh. Pantless. Yeah, that, no, that was us. <laughs> that was crazy. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good I'd rather see his ass than his stomach. Oh. That shit's thicker than a Snickers. Oh, oh. he gets worse Pause. and worse. Pause. <laughs> Snickers look like penis. Oh my god, well, my man has a kid. You're thinking of crazy. <laughs> my man has a kid. Shout out, Eric, oh, yeah, dad no, of the year. Ah, that's why I said. That's why I said. Talk to Pantless. me. What you want to say? Say it. Speak your mind. What's your mind? He's, He's debating on shirt or pants. Twerking. Nah, hell no. That's hilarious. Some out of pocket <laughs> <laughs> shit okay. hey man i want to say something big man so pretty much for the for the people in the area i just started partnering up with o2 network so hey. i know these are friends of the podcast bro uh we're starting to do a lot more work in that if you guys need anything bro we got they they got um they're making carpets now they're doing stitching they're doing uh screen printing they're doing vinyl pressing tap in with them bro they're oh, they're, yeah. they're young they're hungry um they want to get this shit going they're building their own brand on the side of that and it's just like Tap in with people, man. Tap in with the with the city, man. We gotta get some shit pumping. You feel me? I see what they're That's doing right. too, and that shit looks dope. Yeah, yeah bro, with the carpets, the carpet mm-hmm. looks fire. I like the uh, jellyfish. Yeah, the one from SpongeBob. <laughs> I liked it too. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. Hey, man, if you're gonna pay anybody, pay somebody you know. Pay somebody yeah. you trust. Oh, you yeah. feel me? Exactly. I had a question. That was hot. I was gonna smell it. Whoa, bro, bro, you you want some serious? Um. Going back to like your content and how you said you overthink, what do you overthink? You know what? For me, I think I, I think very deep into what I like doing, but I think my main thing that I love, I really I'm I'm really in love with a really good uh like a rollout. I like to plan things ahead of time and let mm-hmm. things kind of fall into place as far as like when we're when we're doing a drop. I'm really trying to to maximize my rollouts right now. Like I like having the the post every single day that's leading you closer to something. I like the little teaser videos. I love the leaving the little uh what are they called? 
leaving the little Easter eggs mm-hmm. all yeah. over. Like, let me yeah. say one word here, and then let me all of a sudden <laughs> pan it back here. And now that we have um, our team's forming better, we can have him, now that he's more of a BTS person, people don't know that he's really actually a producer. So he makes beats. He does all that audio. So we want to take that to a different level, too, of just being able to do beats, doing new uh, original sounds, original. You feel me? To be able to build everything under the same house, yeah. of like owning the sound, giving him yeah. uh, rights and giving him the the masters to his own yeah, beats. And then on the side, being able to build and, and own our own visuals and, and expand as a, as a production company. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's what I overthink the most. It's just making sure that everything I do is is better than the last, and that's always subject to opinion. So I'm gonna, I'm always driving myself crazy with that because yeah. I might not think it's cool, but everyone else is saying I'm overthinking. Or it's gonna work out though, bro. Just you feel me? Just be, just do it, bro. I really want to hopefully one day together. um start up a marketing. You feel me? Start up like really focusing on doing like uh moving with a team of people that can really help me maximize my ideas because i like tapping into different arts too and then i need to learn how to how to be able to do and translate my messages if it's not with my photography then be able to direct some type of visuals be able to work with people and other creatives to be able to bring out these stories and messages you feel me like Mm -hmm. short films uh i've worked plenty on trying to build my own books you feel me so that's stuff that you might see in the future but you got me thinking about, uh, you know how you used to watch all those like music videos on YouTube? It'd be like Vivo Productions. It's going to be like Goat Productions, yeah. type shit like that. Bro, crazy. Vivo. Someone I look up to a lot in that, in that space is like uh, Cole Bennett, bro. Cole Bennett oh, yeah, has done so much to, to build the infrastructure of his business. Like Even that he's not behind the camera anymore, he's directing everything. And he's the one that's actually putting these crews together. And, and everyone's marching at their, at their beat, you feel me? And that's someone that perfects how to translate his, his vision. And like, even somebody like in the in the music space, like like DJ Khaled, everyone's talking shit because he's just screaming over the records. But he's the person that's like, really smart. He's bringing these people together, and he's yeah. learning how to really orchestrate these these big ass uh, situations, and he's and he's making these masterpieces out of them. Yeah. And it's like, man, when you learn how to build like that, you can't you can't be stopped because even if you don't know how to do it, you're gonna find the best person in your circle, the best person around to learn, teach you, or to do it for you. You feel me? And I feel like that's where I need to be able to excel myself at. Because for so long, it's been just me. It's like, oh, it's me, it's me. And that's came partly because my name was on everything. Mm-hmm. But now that we're expanded, it's like, bro, like if you are dope as fuck and you do, bro, you could sing, you could, you could dance, you could, you could do anything you feel like you want to do. Like come and come and help and work with us. You feel me? Let's, let's, let's make some shit happen. Like it's, it's room for everybody, man. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, it's crazy. Man. I didn't think of it like that for real. They're really yeah. Crazy. Like if you got a skill, bro, and like you come together as a team, yeah. like that's so powerful. Like something big could come with it, bro. It's just that skill that that each person needs. Mm. It's crazy, man. It's crazy to look at all the opportunities everyone can can put together if they really just work together. You put, feel put me? their mind to it, man. Yeah. Are we still good over there? Still good. All right. Say bored as hell over there. I <laughs> know, dude. I feel bad. You wanna hop in? No, you want to take he, my He's gonna get a mic within the next couple of weeks. Watch. I know you're He's gonna get a mic. Huh? Yeah. I got one. Yeah. He gotta have the. You want it? He gotta have the auto tune on it and everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be crazy. That'd be such a switch up. 
by Travis Scott. <laughs> Sound like Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's yeah. Hilarious, Some shit like that. Talk to me, Swin. What, you want to hear it again? Yeah. <laughs> oh, like that? Heck? Fucking up these people's ears, man. I should do it louder than right? No, just no, fart in the mic. Mm. Stay fucking dialed, man. Then the mic's going to stick yeah. up again. Worse than it again, was. And it didn't go away. The it still didn't go away? The spray went away. What's on your wrist there? Okay. I know. Carlos. I was gonna ask about that too. <laughs> What's on my wrist? The watch. What's on my wrist. Oh my gosh! It's a, Show it's it a off. Watch. I actually got. Um, my mom got me this watch. Actually, oh. it's a very, very uh, special watch to me. My mom got it for me. It's uh by Kenneth Cole. It's not a big name brand watch, but my mom definitely put in some thought. I have a couple other watches. One that my other that my dad gave to me. Yeah. Um, and then another one that I just bought myself. But I think most of um. My jewelry, I just like it to mean something. You feel me? Yeah. And even though this is not a crazy expensive watch, it's probably like 100, 150 bucks. But like, when my mom got this shit for me, she knows that I really like am into like my pieces. You feel me? And I didn't yeah. really um, walk around with too much flash flashiness on me. But she got me this nice watch for my last birthday, and ever since then, bro, like on big days, I put it on. You feel I me? Yeah, These man. Respect, bro. Yes, nah, for sure. You feel me? You feel yes, me? We had to do it one yes, time. You feel sir. me? That shit's nice, too. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Thank That's you, guys. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I feel like watches, bro, are so slept on, too. <laughs> bro, I can't I wear watches. I feel like my wrist is too fucking bro, tight, I'll... so you got to stick with the Apple watch. You know what, though? This with is the Apple my, watch. Look how big his watch compared to mine. This is my biggest watch, though. It is very girthy, which is why I can't wear it. I have another one that I like. That changed the whole thing. And uh, I don't really, this is definitely an attention grabber. So I just, I'm very careful why I wear this one. But yeah. I have other very thin watches where like, you could just wear it every day, yeah. you know? Um, That's why I got this Apple Watch. Huh? I can't wear those that bulky shit. Because when I like move my wrist, it like kind of hurts. Not Your wrist breaks like, or what? Huh? It breaks. Some, I don't know. Like some, there's a button right here and I fucking tap it sometimes and it's like buzzes sometimes. Your bone crackle? <laughs> yeah, even like with a nice outfit or like a wedding or nothing. What are you talking about? A watch? Hey, no, watches I are I have just, no watches, man. Watches just, are probably not everyone's stilo. You feel me? Some some people really don't wear watches, and I respect yeah. it. You feel me? I never really wear watch. I never really wore jewelry in general until probably about a good three years ago. You feel me? Yeah. So, like, it's something that you definitely have to grow into, and if it's not you, it's just not you. You feel me? Because sometimes it's not yeah. you, and then you try to force it, and it's just, it doesn't feel. I tried to force it a lot growing up, too, like, yeah, trying to wear yeah. necklaces and stuff like that, but it's like. You grow into it, man. You have to allow yourself to grow into it. You feel yeah. me? And you have to go through the whole, like, understanding what you want and what you like. I remember when I went to go buy my first chain. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go buy a chain. I got my <laughs> money. Da, da, da. I walk into the to the spot, look at the jewelry or whatever. And, like, it's so funny because that's an experience nobody really talks about. When you first are going to buy something really expensive and you're shaking and you're not really making <laughs> rational decisions. Bro, yes. And then when there's a line behind you and everyone else is waiting Ooh, to look at shit and you're yes. sitting there with everyone staring at you and you're like, well, if I don't buy this, I'm going to look like I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I lost a lot of money by doing that shit. Where it's like, oh, yeah, just give it to me. It's like, You feel me? Or you don't want to look at something and be like, nah, it's cool. I'll just come back another time. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, going back to what I was saying, I bought my first uh, chain. It was like a Cuban. I knew I wanted a Cuban chain. I went in. I asked him. I asked him for the, for the sizing. Like, oh, yeah, I wanted to about. You know, like, not too long, probably about 20 inches. We're going through it. We're looking at the chains. I wanted solid, whatever, right? I ended up picking a chain. I ended up picking a piece and everything. Bought it. Tell me why I get home and I look at it. And I'm like, this is the same piece I looked at. This was amazing. This was the one I want, the type I wanted, whatever. But for some reason, I just didn't like it. And I was like, 
that's so crazy that I just did that. But it's the adrenaline that passes yeah. to you because you're buying jewelry. And on top of that, yeah. when you're looking at jewelry, my first was like, oh, I'm going to go to get gold because gold is like, that's gold. you want gold. You yeah. feel me? But then I took a second back and I was like, it's crazy. Growing up, I never even liked gold. I just I liked like silver, or like white gold. You feel me? I like that 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 icy look. So yeah. like, but with all that like adrenaline, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, I want that, and I want that, and I want it to be gold. Like, but I don't know, man. It's crazy. Like, I don't know how we got here, but yeah, jewelry's something you have to grow into, man. <laughs> it was the watches. Yeah, I remember watch. growing up like forcing myself into watches too. Those Neff watches, but then like, <laughs> yeah, dude, the matte ones. I used Not to get the Neff like, watches. I had like three of those Neff watches, but I think I grew into a phase where I realized that. I don't need watches because I always have the fucking time on my phone. So like, <laughs> I was out of watches for like five years, and then I just found out the Apple Watch tracks like calories. So I was going to the gym for a lot. A, a lot of these so days, I, like, I don't oh, need I'm the time. Huh. I got to tell my, my phone. Yeah, ironically, yeah. it's on brand, but for some reason, growing up, like I kind of had, I had like two or three G-Shock watches, and I was like, oh. that was my shit. But them shits were hella bulky. Yeah. 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 That's what really made me like, damn, I need to slim down my watches, bro, because these things are giving me bruises. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. They're all bulky, man. Give me 50 cents and give me one of those coin machines. Give me a chain. Ooh. Neck all green. Yeah, those anything, bro. It could be a ring, could be a chain, could be a fucking bracelet. A ball. Sus, bro. This boy, sus. What? That's crazy. That's crazy. Confused. You had me confused right there. That's funny, bro. Honestly, right now, though, I think it's also a little awkward. Like, I feel like I still didn't really grow into wearing necklaces until I got my, my piece. You feel me? And that one was a minute to grow into, too. I'm not going to lie, because, like, that was like, wow, bro, I don't know what's going on. But at that moment, I had gotten that instead of I was going to get my logo tatted on me. And I was like, OK, I'm going to get my logo tatted on me because I was going through that moment of like coming out of that one year to two year gap of me not doing shit or maybe just being in the house. You feel me? And um I was like, bro, I need to be serious about this. I need to really commit to this. So what am I going to do? I got to do something big. I got to just shock myself. You feel me? And I was like, I'm either going to get this shit tatted on me or I'm going to do something else that's really big. And I looked at the, the the money and the finances of it. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm I'm, I'm ready to spend about like 2000 on a tattoo. If that's really where I was going to go. You feel Dang. me? Because I wanted to invest. You feel me? But then I was like, man, I looked at it and I was like, the next best thing, let me put, let me put my name in some gold. You feel me? Let me make it worth something. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me do that. And then going through that was such an adrenaline rush. But man, like, still, I don't think I'd even still wear necklaces right now if I didn't have that piece. That's what gave me the na- the natural, like, okay, I'm gonna wear this because it means something to me. You feel me? Like, yeah. man. Because other than that, I'm like, fuck, I'm gonna get robbed. Yeah. No, real life, real life. That's <laughs> yeah. just scary, man. Yeah. That shit's hard though. I fuck with that chain. That, that, yeah. That goat piece. Thank you, man. It. Thank you. Thank you. you thank you. Right now? Yeah, I do. Oh, that's intimidating. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Hey, where is it? Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. Fuck yeah, that shit's hard. hard. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's that shit's crazy. That shit is hard. Yeah, I appreciate dude. it. I appreciate it. You know, I've never asked this question, but what's the, the horns sig- like, uh, symbolize? 
Man, it's the Gohorns, man. You feel me? Like, it's just... The and I guess now it's crazy to look at it, but I kind of grew into that image, too, because it's kind of wild looking at it. Like, my little brother started calling my braids my Gohorns. <laughs> he was like, bro, those are your Gohorns. Like, just embrace them, bro. Like, they curl all the way back. You feel me? Like, For real. just embrace it, bro. And then I guess, ironically, the, the goatee that I had kind of just grew in. Yeah. Like, so it kind of just it like, is. you feel me? It was a nickname, yeah. but somehow, man, it just, and I wasn't even expecting it. My hair was just long as hell, and I just braided it. I started braiding it. You feel me? Well, actually, it was short. I started braiding it, and it got long, but I just, you feel me? Yeah. Just kept and it. now it's, it's kind of like, you feel me? I could yeah, just kind of use that. It wasn't intentional, but I could yeah. use that. Like, that's cool. I like how you did the whole word, too. Your sticker on your hat? Oh, yeah, 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 bro. With the horns still Stickers on the everywhere, man. Stickers everywhere. Stickers on my phone, you feel yeah, me? Like That's hard. Slap them. Yeah, you got a gambler's in. sticker, too? Yeah, man. We got more gambler's stickers coming in this week. I'll make sure to bless y'all. I'm going to get y'all <laughs> right with the little packages. I'm going to make sure everybody gets a sticker, you feel me? Man. Guys, too, man. Guys, too. Definitely. What do you guys got going on, though? What, what's your guys' next podcast going on? Next podcast? Well, we Talk post on Thursday, so so this podcast would be posted this Thursday. Thursday, which uh, means go get my uh, go get my drop tomorrow. You feel me? Tap in www.gxgoat.com. Make sure to tap in for that pre order. You feel me? We're going to be shipping everything out ASAP. You feel me? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I say G by, but I guess it's it's literally spelled G by goat, not G X. So it's G B Y G O A T dot com. I'm sorry guys. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. You feel me? Um but yeah, make sure to tap in on that, guys. It's coming out tomorrow, you feel me? And then be ready for the next restock for these hoodies, man. We're about to do a whole drop for the for the hoodies number two, man. Part two. Yeah, check it out. So we'll be dropping this podcast on Thursday the second, and then he'll be dropping on the third. So Yes, sir. Perfect. Stay fucking dialed, man. Is that it? Are we cutting it? I'm down for that. Yeah, that's cool. I forgot what I was going to say. No. Yeah, man. For real, appreciate you coming back on. No, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. You feel me? Drop. Oh, my God. It's cool. Drop season, man. You feel me? I'm going to have to tap in with y'all. I'm going to make sure to tap in everybody. Shout out to Zay behind the camera, bro. Shout out to Zay producing the whole thing today. Man, I got the whole setup. There's too much fucking going on right now. but She's the GOAT. Go for, real, for real. sure. <laughs> nah, for sure. He stamped for Room's sure. Full of goats yeah. right now. Got to for but, sure. Uh, other than that, anybody else have anything else to say? Nah. Stay fucking dialed, everybody. Before, before you leave, punch that like button. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Stay yeah. dialed, everybody. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he said, "Shut the fuck up."